Good morning. It's 605, 71 degrees and cloudy in Pensacola. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio 92.3. Let's check in with Candy Culleton for traffic on the five. Hey, looking at traffic. Good news is we're not showing a whole lot this morning. Uh, certainly use caution, as you know, wherever you are. Uh, taking a look over on I-10, I-110, not showing any slowdowns or delays. Not at this time. Uh, it does look like uh, the Scambia Bay Bridge. Uh, there's still fog on the roadway. Of course, you're going to want to watch out for those uh, conditions. Certainly, if you see an accident or you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. It's News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Thanks, Candy. Well, the victim in this weekend's domestic violence related shooting death in pace has been identified by family members. 33 year old Doug Davison Jr. was shot and killed at home in Deerwood Circle early Sunday morning. This is one of those awful cases. Uh, our, our hearts just break for that family. Um, but, you know, this is a very, a very poignant reminder of why it's so important that we do everything as a community that we possibly can to put an end to domestic violence. Santa Rosa Chief Deputy Shane Tucker talked with Channel 3. Davison worked for Florida Power and Light and had three sons aged 13, 11, and 2. His wife, 32-year-old Chloe Davison, is charged with first-degree homicide in his death. She was a former cadet with the Escambia County Sheriff's Office. Governor Rod DeSantis will take the oath of office for the second time today. We saw freedom in our very way of life, and so many other jurisdictions in this country wither on the vine. Florida held the line. And just like his victory speech in November, DeSantis is expected to build on his free state of Florida theme today. Before making the speech that may or may not hint at a presidential run, he'll be sworn in on the steps of the Capitol at about 11 a.m. Central Time. Prices for Florida orange juice are expected to jump in the new year, mainly due to a historically low supply. It's estimated Florida farmers will only be able to produce about 20 million boxes of oranges this year. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, that's roughly half of what farms had in 2021, and it would mark the smallest crop since the Great Depression for major reasons. Hurricane Ian and Nicole, extreme cold weather, and citrus greening disease. Grapefruit is also expected to take a big hit. Projections call for 1.8 million boxes compared to the 3.3 million produced during the 2021-22 season. Joe Ford, News Radio 92.3. And now let's check our forecast from Channel 3. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. Showers and thunderstorms will move in through the evening and overnight hours. Severe weather is possible. Make sure you have multiple ways to receive warnings. Overnight tonight, temperatures will be dropping near 69 degrees with that rain chance continuing. For Wednesday morning, storms could still linger with a few storms still remaining strong. High on Wednesday near 72 degrees. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping near 51 with skies clearing out. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Warning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. Thanks. Park at 71 right now in Pensacola, 72 in Gulf Breeze, 70 degrees in Milton at 608. Next news is 630, breaking news anytime. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Pensacola's morning news with Andrew McKay. Mornings 5 to 9. There is no arguing with the horrific nature of lung cancer, but does it translate into a justification for prohibiting them from smoking in an outside public area? The difference between somebody who's smoking multiple packs of cigarettes a day and killing themselves is different from a few times that you breathe the diluted smoke from somebody else in an outdoor space. On News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. I, I work out when I walk in the spot. This is what I see. Everybody stops and is staring at me. I got 
sexy and I know it. Alright, alright. I um I I have something for you. <laughs> this, this is, is great. This is a gift that um well, so school's not in yet, right? Like tomorrow for Santa Rosa and Thursday for Escambia. So no kids are in the cars. Okay. This is a um this is a margin call for you on the kids. If the kids are with you somehow or other. Uh, this is one of those. Maybe it's not for them. It's not that. But I can't. I can't tell you what's going to happen. But it's not like super vulgar. It's just. It, it's just weird. It's hilarious. It's weird and funny. I take you now to the um, set, set the scene, Sophia. <laughs> Picture it. Broward I take County. you now <laughs> to the Fort Lauderdale, Florida City Commission meeting. City Commission. I know those phrases are weird because we have city councils and county commissions. But okay, I take you now to the in in Broward County. Okay. I take you now to the Fort Lauderdale City Commission, and they're talking about a um, a waste contract, like a million-dollar contract for waste processing, for a waste processing plant with waste management, okay? Yeah. So that's the context, is they're talking about sewage. And then this happens. Is Ms. Crave here? Ms. Crave. Did you, you sign up to speak. Would you care to speak? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, but, she says. And then what proceeds to walk as you're watching on camera, the camera is shot at the commission. Walking across the screen from right to left is, um, well, Candy, help me out here. I'm thinking that I would describe them as women in, in, in heels with um, a lot of black latex on. Like a lot, like, like head to entirely toe. Like, if you've seen Pulp Fiction, that one guy when the they play da, 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 the gimp, he's called the gimp. That's but right. also, if he was in that band Daft Punk. Okay, f- yeah, exactly. It was some combination of bondage gear slash Tron Legacy, and yeah. <laughs> and so these three again, I'm going to assume ladies are parading, strutting, processing across. And they do. They like two of them have, um, or actually three of them have uh, these like silver face shields on, like so Daft you Punk. can't see their faces. And the only thing you can see of any body part at all is the one, the primary, the leader. Um, she's got a blonde ponytail sticking out of a latex helmet, and you can see her mouth. She has a mouth hole, and that's all she's got. Yeah. Okay. And so, the other ones are wearing these weird steely bras that yeah. are a shirt, but are not a shirt, but are a shirt over yeah. their so weird that's black the- latex. So that's the scene at the at the city commission, okay? Just before we get into the comments, again, the bill they're voting on is whether to fund a million-dollar sewer treatment plant. Good evening. Good evening. <clears throat> Good evening, council peoples. You may call me mistress. <laughs> you know this is going to go well. This is awesome. <laughs> council peoples. I believe you have recording. <laughs> I know. I know. I am here standing neutral to the motion approving an agreement for the proprietary purchase of yard waste processing and disposal. So she's not normal, right? There's something I don't know. If no, it's she's an pulling affect. the Madonna accent. I don't know what I'm this British is exactly, right but it's an odd accent. Yeah. I do, however, find it interesting that you will spend almost one million dollars. To hide your secrets down the drain. What? Uh, Hiding that condom I know you used to cheat on your spouse with. So, I propose that you use a quarter of that mill. Get ready. 
to support doms and subs in Broward County. Get ready. To build a dungeon <laughs> created for us by us, <laughs> the taxpayers and voting citizens. <laughs> All three of them. Bobo. In closing, do not let this glamorous look distract you. Is it? from doing your duty to take my demand. Duty. <laughs> I look forward to spanking each and every single one of you. Stop it. At the new esteemed dungeon. You are dismissed. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and happy holidays to you. <laughs> I love the, the just total nonchalance. Thank you and happy holidays. <laughs> but then okay so obviously every part of this to me is hilarious what is extra hilarious is the comments after when they're talking about the issue of the waste treatment plan and i don't know any of these voices it doesn't really matter for our purposes but here's how the conversation goes after that as they're preparing to take the vote on approving the million dollars <clears throat> anyone else wish to speak <laughs> there being none uh City manager, are there any districts that have a dungeon? <laughs> Not that I know of. Okay, I just wanted to check. Thank you. I thought you. there was one at the Sapphire. No, no, please. I, I know but there were a couple you. of proposed clubs of a variety of natures from a couple of years ago. I thought they were mostly in District 2, though. Mostly. We have a lot of things going on in District 2, um, but no, I don't think we have any dungeons. But, um, well, there you go. Okay. Do I hear a motion to approve uh, CP3? So moved. Do I hear a second? Second, but second. not for the dungeon. It's been second. <laughs> <laughs> second, but not for the dungeon. <laughs> God, I think I got a Halloween costumes this year. Oh my God! I like no. these are the best city commissioners. They just so. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, this <laughs> needs to be pulled in town. <laughs> This will be fun. I'm trying to imagine Colton Wright. Like, he would be, you know, okay, calm you know, down you know, and be very Colton calm about it. He's like, why did you drag me into this? Because second, I am Colton, because you are my friend. And second, I'm not for the dungeon. <laughs> Good evening, council peoples. You may call me mistress. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know what I would do. I'm, I'm trying to picture, like, Pensacola City Council, you know, like um, Charles Bear and Jared Moore. <laughs> See, I can imagine Jared keeping composure. Yeah, he but would. Just, he yeah. would. Do you, have so, you guys... <laughs> I propose that you use a quarter of that mill. I really don't understand the speech affect she's pulling. To support doms and subs in Broward County. I'm not going to explain that. To build a dungeon. I guess the two people who were with her were her subordinates. Can I say subordinates? That's not the same as submissives. Subordinates is a little bit different term. Yes, Do right. not let this glamorous look distract you. <laughs> How can it not? You're so weird. Oh, my God. I look forward to spanking each and every single one of you at the new esteemed dungeon. The esteemed dungeon. But I think by far the best line of the day was... You are dismissed. Okay, thank you. And happy holidays to you. 
<laughs> so the texts are coming in. Oh, uh, uh, what did the texts say? Uh, l- let's get a traffic on the five. Uh, she she had me at spanking. I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> These are great. These are great. Oh, my God. Traffic on the fives is brought to you by uh, Whitetail Properties Real Estate, specializing in hunting and recreational properties. Uh, no word on dungeons, but you can visit Agent Todd Edwards, an experienced land specialist at whitetailproperties.com. Also, don't tell him I said the dungeon thing. <laughs> As we take a look around, they, they do ask, of course, that you uh, watch out well, for- they specialize in recreational property. Recreational property. That's You know what? That's exactly right. But again, don't maybe tell them about this part because <laughs> I need the gig. Highway 90 is clear from Milton into Pete Ridge and to Pace. Uh, we certainly watch for some foggy conditions, and we are expecting severe weather later, and we'll cover off on that coming up. Traffic tips next, 437-1620, or if you have a comment on that cool display. <laughs> a Charles w- Fair. <laughs> you know, I will, I will say this. The city council in Milton is having their, I think it's the executive committee tonight. Oh, I and have one of those outfits. No, no, no. L- oh, listen, one of the issues is because we had a change of people, right, with right, the right. election for new members of city council. Mm-hmm. There is a statement of support reaffirming the site of the wastewater treatment plant, which has been this ongoing saga for at least a year. Oh, yeah. And well, so, there are some freaks in Milton. So if you know you are, not all of them. Somebody showed up dressed like this. It would not be more weird than the Milton City Council meetings have been all along. So I don't know. Anything can happen. You would need a new bed for, you know, in place (laughs) of, you know, these are the days of our Milton. I would. I would have to do something completely different. Oh, man. Yeah. No, it's um, it's uh, it's impressive. Colton Wright. (laughs) No, thank you. 618 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. What's fun and happening in Pensacola? You'll find out as the City of Pensacola Parks and Recreation Department talks about it here on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Join us each month as we detail what's going on in your resource centers, parks, recreation programs, and at the Community Maritime Park. It's a great month to get out and play, Pensacola. Tune in this Friday morning at 9.30. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Some people got COVID and thought, well, that wasn't such a big deal. But you can get COVID again, and next time it could be worse, especially for those 50 and older or with a chronic condition like heart disease or diabetes. But with an updated vaccine, you have better protection from COVID's worst outcomes. And that's a big deal. Find updated COVID vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. We can do this. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. In a world of payroll and HR services, things can get complicated. There are so many moving parts in business. At Avalon HR, we understand and we have your back. Join us on the Pensacola Expert Panel as we guide you through the complicated world of payroll and HR services. Running a business is busy work. Allow Avalon HR to work with you. Join us tomorrow on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 10. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Listen to News Radio on air at 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, AM 1620, and online at newsradio923.com. Download our mobile app or listen through Alexa. Shazam! Exceptions for 
more takeaways than any defense in all of college football this year. It's a yep. signature for them. They tend to play a little bit more pick and fence down here and not man coverage. That one is thrown right to an Illini defensive back, and there's another Illinois interception. It's Matthew Bailey. It's always good when you call it and then it happens <laughs> when they get a pick. Of course, Illinois could not score off of that. And then in the uh, second, that was in the second quarter uh, yesterday afternoon against Mississippi State. Rodgers rolling left. Will Rodgers going to heave it down the field and a jump ball interception. Another takeaway for the Illini. That was an ill-advised throw, by the way, but that was another one. Didn't much matter. Illinois did go on to score a touchdown. And uh, then, yeah, Mississippi State got a uh, field goal, and then Illinois got a field goal, and the Mississippi State. Will Rogers. The line eyes show some pressure. Rogers. Pressure really didn't come. He had a man left side. Didn't throw it to him to the back of the end zone. And caught for a touchdown. What a catch by Justin Robinson. On fourth and two with just enough foot inside the end zone to be ruled a touchdown. Uh, and then on review, there wasn't enough evidence to overturn it. So that was a 10-10 game. Mississippi State, three seconds left to go in the game. No more timeouts. So now we got a kick. From 27 yards for the lead. Snap, hold, kick, up, and good. So they go up 13 to 10 with, again, afterwards, they had about three seconds left in the game. Illinois takes the kickoff, falls to the ground immediately in an effort to run one play. One crazy, what can happen? Throw enough laterals. Will it be a Hail Mary? What will they do? DeVito throws short. They'll pitch it back. Here's Williams, so dangerous in the open field. He's going to throw it backwards. That's well executed. Ball pops up in the air. Still a chance. Another lateral. Now it's the quarterback, DeVito. He throws it backwards. It's going to hit the turf. Scooped up by the Bulldogs. And they're going to go the other way. A touchdown, Marcus Yeah, that was a pretty ugly play. But, you know, it, the game was already over. It was going to be 13-10, to 10, but with that, it was 19-10. to 10. Congratulations to Mississippi State. I went to University of Illinois, so that's why I'm uh, sharing some of this. But, um, you know, they honored Mike Leach in a lot of different ways throughout the bowl season. But yesterday, particularly in this game, uh, they honored him. And I thought it was really cool. They opened up with... Uh, a play where they didn't do anything. They took a delay of game. Uh, Mississippi State did lining up in the air raid kind of offense that he pioneered. And then, you know, what I thought was extra cool about this was that the um, the refs did it right. Like they announced the penalty, then that Illinois declined it, and then they didn't even take a down away from them. They went back to first down, so it didn't affect the game at all. Delay, offense, penalty is declined, first down. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Seven, 623 on News Radio 923. Uh, Steve Taylor's in the newsroom with our headlines this morning. Steve? Well, good morning. The 118th Congress is going to be sworn in today. The biggest, will they? Yeah, well, they're going to be sworn they will, in, but. They won't if they don't get a speaker. Well, that's the first thing. The biggest item on that to do list is, of course, to elect the Speaker of the House. It's uncertain that might actually happen because Republican leader Kevin McCarthy can afford only four defections in his bid for Speaker and at least five hard right GOP members have said they're not going to support him. So you do the math. 
Uh, looks like today Californians can take legal action against the gun industry. New legislation that took effect on January 1st gives private citizens the green light to sue people who violate the state's laws against the manufacture, distribution, or sale of assault weapons, ghost guns, and other banned firearms. And Prince Harry is defending his decision to speak out about the royal family in the British press. In previews for two new interviews, which are going to air on Sunday, Prince Harry says, and we quote, There has been absolutely no willingness to recognize on the part of the royal family, as well as accusations that they refuse to speak privately. So the drama Seems goes like on. the accent changed in the middle of that sound clip. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes, that was actually You're, him. Yeah, like right. that dominatrix <laughs> and Madonna. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, thanks so much for the updates. 624 on News Radio 92.3. Yeah, this is very interesting. I was reading a little bit about this process because um, I just, you know, it's, it's fascinating. So they don't swear in until after they have a speaker. And so if they don't get a speaker, they won't swear in. In fact, it's happened before in uh, 19, what is it, 32, I think is when this happened. We had two months without a speaker. So Congress didn't function for two months. What happens is they go into their individual party meetings and they elect leadership. And then they come together as a whole and you have to get a majority, which is, you know, it's if everybody votes, it's 218. But if people vote present, or they don't show up, and there's already one missing because he passed away, uh, then those numbers change. And so it's it, it's pretty dicey business, and it does happen before the swearing-in of, of members. That's the one that I found amazing. So we'll see. You know, we've got, like I said, about 14 Republicans who say that they're not interested in voting for McCarthy. Um, I God, I don't know what's going to happen. If the first ballot fails, they continue voting until they find one. And uh, sorry, 1923, not 1932. Um, you know that it can take quite a long time. Um, in one instance, it took 133 ballots over the period of two months. <laughs> wow! To, to, to elect a speaker, which I got to imagine, like for you know friends and family of the newly elected representatives, they're showing up expecting the show, and then if they don't get the show because they don't actually get sworn in, then what? Yeah. You know, they just come back in a month or a week or you know whenever we manage to make this happen so weird stuff in congress today 626 on news radio 92.3 although i will say this i I was not a fan of um uh uh, paul ryan i mean paul ryan was fine with me um not great but good um i was not particularly a fan of boehner the crying crying boy um we just haven't had great speakers and I never thought Kevin McCarthy was going to be that great of a speaker. It's like just, eh, you know, okay, he's been there the longest. But is that the guy? You know, is that the leader for the, you know, the House? And remember, he'll be third in line. Whoever the speaker is is third in line for the presidency if something awful happens. Not that it's likely to happen, of course, but, you know, it's president, vice president, speaker. So, I don't know, weird stuff. Anyway, uh, Candy's got traffic on the fives. Traffic on the fives brought to you by Barberry Plumbing. John Lowry Road and Route 4 and J showing an accident but no roadblock. But do watch for emergency vehicles and expect foggy conditions all over the listening area. Certainly watch for severe weather much later. Uh, traffic on the fives brought to you by Barberry Plumbing. When it's time to call a plumber, call the best of the Bay winner. Barberry Plumbing, 477-8782. Traffic tips, text 437-1620. It's News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. Mom, can I have some ice cream? I've got a better idea. Who wants to help me make something fun and healthy instead? Me! 
eating smarter is easy and delicious. Interested in receiving healthy recipes and a whole lot more in your email? Then register at healthiestweightfl.com and learn more about all the small steps that you can take on the way to living healthy. This message is sponsored by the Ounce of Prevention Fund of Florida, the Florida Department of Health, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. All of your local news and talk from dependable host Andrew McKay on your morning drive with Pensacola Morning News 5 to 9 on News Radio 923. The claw, it moves. I have been chosen. Farewell, my friends. I go on to a better place. Um, by the way, did you know you don't want an Alexa in your bedroom? Do you know why you don't want an Alexa in your bedroom? No. Because Alexa's recording. And no, no, it's not. Yeah, it absolutely is. And they listen to the recordings in order to learn whether Alexa is doing her job properly of response. I mean, think about it. Alexa has to always be listening in order for you to activate her. Right. So um, the Amazon Echo, uh, Alexa, they're now saying um, really better, probably not to have it (laughs) in the bedroom. So they've heard like. Yeah. Yeah. As unsettling as it may seem, the staff at Amazon likely hears some of the private conversations you have near your Alexa device. Amazon (laughs) confirmed this is true. However, an insured customers, the staff only listens to the conversations for research purposes. Uh-huh. To improve the device's understanding of human speech for future updates. Every member of the Alexa staff at Amazon reviews up to 1,000 audio clips per day. Oh. So Snap. You can turn it off. <laughs> there is a way to turn it off. Uh, but uh, Or you could just move it out of the places that you don't want it listening to you. Gulf Islands National Seashore Superintendent comes up in just a minute after Fox and Local News. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Monday night football game between Buffalo and Cincinnati is suspended after Bill safety DeMar Hamlin goes into cardiac arrest, making a tackle in the first quarter. DeMar Hamlin took a violent hit to the chest. When he stood up, he stumbled and felt he had CPR. He needed to be shocked twice. When he left here from the stadium, I was told that he had a pulse, but he was not breathing on his own. Fox 19, Cincinnati's Joe Daneman. Facing opposition for a few members of his own party, House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy right now does not appear to have the votes to be elected speaker this afternoon. The first task for the House is electing a speaker, a task that for the last 100 years has produced little drama. Without a speaker elected, nothing else can get done in the House, including the swearing-in of members. Fox's Jared Halpern, the current congressional term, Ends at noon Eastern. The speaker election is expected a couple hours after that. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 631, 71 degrees and cloudy in Pensacola. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio 92.3. The Santa Rosa Sheriff's Office continues to investigate a domestic violence-related death in Pace from over the weekend. Santa Rosa Chief Deputy Shane Tucker tells Channel 3, so far there's no indication of self-defense. In cases like this, certainly it doesn't always graduate to murder, but in almost all cases where there is domestic violence without some type of intervention, um, it, it is going to get more more progressively violent. Um, and 
and, and that's something that we've got to do better in preventing. Family members identified the victim as 33-year-old Doug Davison Jr. His wife, 32-year-old Chloe Davison, is charged with first-degree homicide in his death. A house fire near Jacksonville last week had led to the deaths of a mother with local ties and her four-year-old son. According to Channel 3, 24-year-old Alexis Fitzgerald and her four-year-old son, Rosé, died after a fire broke out in their apartment in Orange Park. Family members say Alexis was a native of Milton and was a 2016 graduate of Milton High School. A concert to benefit the family has been scheduled for this Sunday at the Sandshaker at Pensacola Beach. It will get underway at noon. That's News Radio's Joe Ford reporting. The Milton Police Department says the body of a 31 year old man was found in a storage building late Sunday afternoon. According to Channel 3, 31 year old Johnny Jean Davis was fatally shot either Saturday or early Sunday, and the storage building was located behind a home on Sellers Drive. He still had some jewelry on, and. Uh... There, there was no indication of robbery, but, uh, you know, we can't rule anything out until, you know, we complete the investigation. Milton Police Chief Tony Tyndall says an autopsy was performed yesterday. Several people live at the home, and one of the occupants, 24-year-old Christopher Franco, was arrested on outstanding warrants not related to the homicide. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement is assisting in the investigation. Well, let's check the forecast from Channel 3. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. Showers and thunderstorms will move in through the evening and overnight hours. Severe weather is possible. Make sure you have multiple ways to receive warnings. Overnight tonight, temperatures will be dropping near 69 degrees with that rain chance continuing. For Wednesday morning, storms could still linger with a few storms still remaining strong. High on Wednesday near 72 degrees. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping near 51 with skies clearing out. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Warning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. Thanks. Brooke, right now, let's check in with Candy Culleton for Traffic on the Fives. That's right. Traffic on the Fives brought to you by Executive Landscaping. John Lowry Road and Route 4 and J showing an accident. But again, no roadblock. Do watch for emergency vehicles, though, and do watch for foggy conditions in this listening area and severe weather much later. Traffic on the Fives brought to you by Executive Landscaping. Big enough to get the job done, small enough to care. 250-3756 for a no-hassle estimate. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. It's News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks, Candy. Right now, 71 degrees in Pensacola, 72 in Gulf Breeze, and 70 in Milton at 635. Our next news is at 7, breaking news anytime. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Jennifer Koshinka with your Money Now. Twitter is being accused of not paying its rent in a lawsuit filed by the landlord for one of its offices in San Francisco. The landlord, Columbia Re at 650 California LLC, alleges the social media company has failed to pay $136,260 of rent due on the office space. Twitter didn't respond to a request for comment. Other companies, including a software provider and a transportation company, also have sued Twitter in recent weeks in an effort to recoup what they say are overdue payments. Disney Enterprises is suing a Florida-based online retailer accused of selling counterfeit Disney merchandise after multiple cease-and-desist requests were ignored. Disney accuses the secret Disney group and Popsella marketplace of selling knockoff goods based on Disney properties, including magnets, hair accessories, mouse ears, stickers, and keychains. On Wall Street futures, slightly lower after stocks closed modestly lower on Friday. Now that's your Money Now. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. 
Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-683-7713. That's 1-800-683-7733. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-683-7733. That's 1-800-683-7733. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. News Radio 92.3. Now it's time to play Which Host Did This? Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, or Bobby Rossi? This host played volleyball in college. Who is it? Time's up. The correct answer is Andrew McKay. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 92.3. 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. If everybody had a notion across the USA, then everybody'd be served like California. Thirty-seven here on News Radio ninety-two three. Happy Tuesday, I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. We have a special pleasure this morning. Uh, Daryl Eccles. He is the new, not new, <laughs> superintendent for the Gulf Islands National Seashore. Uh, he's actually been in that office for a few minutes, and uh, we just haven't had a chance really to talk to him very much. Uh, superintendent Eccles, welcome to the Pensacola Morning News for the first time. Good morning, Andrew. Thank you for having me. Great to have you. So you've been there for a, a year and a half. Is that about right? Just about. Officially started July of uh, last year, uh, 2021, and so now we're into January 23, so it's just a little over 18 months. Very good. And so you basically took over the seashore not that long after Sally. I mean, you were still in the recover from Sally mode, I assume. Is that right? Yes, sir, we were. We still have a few projects that are on that are uh, still in the works as a result of Sally, but I did. I came in after Hurricane Sally. So one of the things, I know one of the reasons that we wanted to talk with you today is uh, you're going to be doing a kind of a, I, I would tend to call it a town hall, but it's more of a virtual meeting coming up on Thursday that the public can participate in. Is that right? Yes, sir. We have a public meeting at 5 o'clock on Thursday um, to discuss our fire management program here at Gulf Islands National Seashore. We have a couple of prescribed burns scheduled uh, in the next couple of months here at Naval Live Oaks and Gulf Breeze, as well as our district uh, in Mississippi at the Davis Bayou District. And, you know, this is one of those things, and that is not the only place where there are burns. Obviously, there's burns up on Garson Point and elsewhere, but um, it's one of those things where people always seem to be caught off guard by it. And typically, when we see the smoke, we assume that's what's going on. Sometimes it's not. Is there any way, and I, I assume this is probably what you're going to talk about on Thursday, that you guys can give us just a little bit more advance notice? And I know sometimes conditions make it hard to tell because, you know, it's right up into the day when the wind and everything else. But um, I would love to be able to tell people in the morning, hey, there's going to be a prescribed burn today. Don't worry. It's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Absolutely, Andrew. We want to make sure that we get the message out to the public as soon as we can. There is uh, there are some driving factors as to whether we can have a prescribed burn or not. Mostly, it's driven by weather. 
uh, but it's also driven by availability of resources, people, and equipment. Sure. If all that lines up, we sometimes have a couple of days, maybe three days of notice. Sometimes it's the day of or the day before. Either way, we will get that message out to you and others to say, hey, we're going to have a prescribed burn today or tomorrow. So people can feel uh, informed so they don't get caught off guard and surprised. Yeah, there, there's nothing quite like that feeling of looking up into the horizon and seeing a giant cloud of smoke and wondering, is that on purpose? <laughs> you know, because yes. we understand the role of the prescribed burn and it's very routine. But, you know, uh, when they're not, that's obviously or when and they do sometimes get out of hand. Um, obviously, we're trying to avoid that. But anyway, um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is the ferry service. And pardon me for not exactly knowing. I feel like I've not kept up the way I should. At one point, the ferry was obviously running out to Pensacola Beach, to the Sound Side, and then also running out to Fort Pickens. But by my recollection, it was kind of running intermittently out to the beach after the pier was repaired, but it has not been running to Fort Pickens. Am I right about that? That's correct, Andrew. The uh, ferry pier at Fort Pickens was damaged as a result of Hurricane Sally. That's one of the projects we currently have underway uh, to make long-term permanent repairs. But we did make some temporary repairs to the fe- to the ferry pier. Uh, the ferry has been running from downtown Pensacola to Pensacola Beach for the vast majority of last season, which starts around March, ends around November. Uh, when Quiet Water Pier was damaged as a result of the crane, the ferry wasn't able to run to Pensacola Beach for a period of time. They will be running starting this season to Fort Pickens as well as Pensacola Beach. Lord willing, and the creek doesn't rise, they'll be able to run the entire season without any disruption by weather. Okay, so the, so the, um, uh, the dock at Fort Pickens is repaired or is functional, or what's the status of that? We made some temporary repairs late last summer uh, in order to make the pier functional for the ferry. Uh, a long-term repair is in the works with the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. That project is currently in planning and construction design. Uh, we hope to get that project underway sometime later this year and finish it up by the fall. But in the interim, the ferry will still be able to run to Fort Pickens. Oh, okay. That's fantastic. Um, obviously, this past weekend, we had a uh, basically a concern about flooding. And so I was not here in town, but my perception was that there was an anticipated high rate of rainfall late Friday night, and you guys announced that you were closing the park and, you know, campers had to leave, but then it didn't really manifest. Um, I, I don't know. It, at a distance, it seemed like maybe a little bit too cautionary, but you tell me what was going on. So we have, uh, there's been a lot of concerns with Fort Pickens Road. Uh, everybody that lives in the community has experienced that from Hurricane Ivan through today. Sure. The uh, coastal erosion, the environmental changes, and everything have put Fort Pickens Road at a greater risk today than they have than it has been in the past. Um, and unfortunately, weather is what weather is. You know, we don't really know exactly what's going to happen or what may or may not occur. However, we were in contact this last weekend, uh, leading into the weekend, with the National Weather Service, getting spot forecasts for Fort Pickens Road. The, based on the weather forecast for us, not the broader regional forecast, we were predicting nearshore waves of 7 to 8 feet. Really? Um, south winds greater than 20 miles an hour, uh, and then significant rainfall of 6 to 8 inches, and that was the prediction. 
Based on that prediction, we needed to take prudent measures to manage the road. If we have a weather event that ends up putting a lot of water on the roadway, either through tidal overwash or with rainfall, the road becomes impassable. We get 12 to 16 inches of water on the road and you can't get in and out of the campground. If there was a medical emergency or some dire need to get out or into the campground, you wouldn't be able to do that well or effectively with 16 inches of water on the road. So we have to uh, work a plan. We have a severe weather emergency action plan that we keep here at the park. It has a series of triggers in there. When the triggers are met, it causes us to undertake some specific management actions. In this case, two of the three triggers were met for the weekend. So in order to be prudent and be able to ensure that people can be safe and functional, we ended up having to close the road. Um, the weather did not manifest the way that it was predicted, and in, in essence, it caused us to have a road that could have been passable through the weekend, and we wouldn't have had to evacuate the campground. But we didn't know that at the time that we made the decision. We made it on the best available information we had. Um, but we have a plan in place. We work the plan. It takes out the ambiguity and the uncertainty of our decisions, but we have to ensure that the public is safe, that our facilities and resources are safe, and that our staff are safe. No, I, I really appreciate that answer because, you know, for example, I know some people will grumble, well, nothing bad happened. Well, do you remember Sally and Skanska? I mean, you know, you have to prepare for if things go the wrong way. You have to have that plan in place, and you can't both complain Skanska didn't move the barges and then do complain when Fort Pickens does close the campground. I mean, you can't have it both ways. But I also very much appreciate that answer in the sense that the weather that manifests on the mainland may not be the same as the weather that manifests on the island, and that you guys have to think about the vulnerability of Fort Pickens, particularly to overwash, flooding, and an outage, because that's the real key. It's not whether there's a lot of rain anywhere, it's whether that road becomes impassable. No, I, I really appreciate that answer. Thank you uh, for clarifying sure. that. Um, we're talking to Daryl Eccles. He is the, the superintendent of the Gulf Islands National Seashore. Uh, superintendent, hang on for just a second, because I had one other thing I wanted to make sure to get to. Uh, with you, but Candy's got traffic on the fires before we get back to you. Hold on. John uh, Lowry Road and Route 4 and J showing an accident, but no roadblock. Watch for emergency vehicles and for foggy conditions in the area. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to uh, Gulf Islands National Seashore Superintendent Daryl Eccles. Uh, speaking of Fort Pickens Road, this has been a long-standing concern of mine because the difficulty of repairing that road and the cost of repairing that road, I know is an ongoing issue. Back, I don't know, gosh, now, like maybe six or seven years ago, we found out from then Superintendent Brown that the plan basically was to the next time that road gets severely damaged to abandon the road, to turn the campground from an RV based into, um, you know, boat transport to the island what it would become effectively and then kind of a glamping situation when the secretary of the interior under president trump came in i had him on the show one time we talked with him about this he was horrified about that idea and said no 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 we will be committed to repairing and re reopening that road we are of course under a new administration now with the new secretary of the interior so you tell me i don't know where we stand on this what is the current long-term plan for fort pickens road it's a great question, Andrew, and Fort Pickens Road has been a hot topic of discussion since Hurricane Ivan destroyed it back in 2004. The fundamental answer to that question is, is that we will maintain the road as long as it's economically impractical. Um, the 
we have spent $50 million maintaining that road since Hurricane Ivan. Wow. Um, I can't speak to what the economic situation will be like or the political will will be like in the future. However, our interest is to maintain that road as it currently is for as long as we practically can. At some point in time, with climate change, sea level rise, and a lot of other factors that are affecting our coastlines around the United States, Fort Pickens Road may see an, a situation where it's going to be very difficult, if not impossible, to maintain a road to the island, you know, on the island. Yeah. Um, no one knows exactly if that will happen or when that will happen. So right now what we are doing is we have undertaken a road feasibility study. We started it last April, and that study is to look at engineering options that when the road is lost, either in sections or in totality, and we're able to repair it, that we want to ensure that the repairs are as resilient as they can be to weather. So we may install things like uh, edging, uh, capping on the roads. We may use uh, erosion control measures. We may elevate it in certain places, like a, a bridge kind of a concept. Uh, a variety of engineering options have been evaluated. We are in the process of developing an environmental assessment that will go out for public review this spring. Uh, once that plan is con completed and we have a strategy moving forward, we want to make some long-term repairs to some certain sections of Fort Pickens Road that we know are vulnerable. Uh, that'll help us get prepared for the next event, the next Ivan that may occur. There's a section of Fort Pickens Road just prior to the life-saving station where the Gulf of Mexico is about 80 feet from the roadway. Wow. Uh, it's only about two and a half to three feet higher than the, the Gulf of Mexico. So it's not a stretch of the imagination to understand that if Mother Nature chooses, she can place a lot of water over the road, wipe out a mile section of roadway that would prevent people from accessing Fort Pickens for a period of time. That's what we're trying to get prepared for. And so the planning is to help expedite the decisions that need to be made if and when we get another storm or if and when we lose a section or the entirety of the roadway. Well, that's, you know, I find that very encouraging because I remember when this was all about the time when the ferry was going in and the ferry was seen as the alternative. Like we, we can abandon the road because the ferry is in place and all of us thought, oh no, <laughs> that's a terrible plan. But what I hear you saying is that uh, allowing funding and allowing political will that you're not just hoping and praying, you're really designing around preserving that road in the highest level of functionality pending circumstances that you can. And I appreciate that. It's a very proactive approach. So that's I, I find that to be very encouraging news. I know that I know that you can't promise <laughs> that this will always be true. And if you did, I would know you weren't a reliable resource, and obviously you are based on the way that you're telling me the information. So that's very helpful. Uh, well, Superintendent, uh, great stuff. I hope to have you back on again soon whenever you need to get a message out about what's going on. And then again, Thursday, we have this um, virtual meeting going on to talk about prescribed burns, and we'll put all that information out when we get a little bit closer to the day. But uh, Superintendent, uh, I know we haven't, it's, it's a year and a half late. It's a little bit weird to say it now, but welcome to Pensacola, and uh, thank you for spending some time with us this morning. I appreciate the work that you do to keep our park useful. Thank you, Andrew. I appreciate it. Thank you for letting me be on your show this morning for a little bit and talk a little bit about the park. Um, we look forward to having more conversations. Absolutely. 651 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. Serving overseas was just the beginning. <laughs> 
We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. Join Claimology Thursday morning at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Matthew Vanderford with Claimology will be talking about insurance claims. He'll be discussing storms claims as well as the importance of being properly insured prior to a storm and inspections after a storm. Matthew will be taking calls to answer your questions so you'll know what you need before the next storm arrives. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Hey, it's Andrew McKay wishing you a happy new year from all of us at News Radio 923. News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. gallon of gas 322 florida is 328 texas is 286 and california is 442 in navarre it is uh, at the walmart east it's 287 at the walmart west it's 287 uh in tiger point 295 at the foot of the garçon point bridge uh, 325 in gulf breeze that's at the valero station in milton this morning at the raceway it's 295 before avalon at same price at the p ridge murphy 295 295 if you wait a minute going through pace and go to the tom thumb they've got it at 295 if you're into pensacola 295 uh, along nine mile at the walmart the walmart on um let's see 295 at the walmart on us 29 the murphy there in front of that and then coming in from the southwest side looks like 295 at the murphy on navy same price at the Sitgo on Garden and then also at the uh, Pace Shell. Uh, 6.54 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Ben Scola Morning News. And Steve Taylor's in the newsroom with our headlines. Steve? Well, a disgraced former crypto king is set to plead guilty, actually not guilty, to fraud charges. Reports say FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried, he, he's going to plead not guilty today in federal court in New York. He's accused of stealing billions from customers since 2019. And embattled New York Congressman-elect George Santos is showing no signs of stepping away from office less than 24 hours before this sworn-in ceremony happens today for the 118th Congress. The Republicans sent out invitations to a swearing-in ceremony last week in an attempt to use it as a fundraiser, promising a round-trip bus ride to D.C., access to the swearing-in, and a tour of the Capitol grounds. But legal experts say charging people to attend the ceremony violates the House ethics rules. It all comes after a New York Times report led to Santos admitting so-called embellishing his resume. Slightly embellished. And those are your headlines. All right, Steve, thanks so much for the update. 655, 
on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Candy's got traffic on the fives. I sure do. As we uh, take a look, the good news is we're not showing a whole lot, and uh, we're not showing any roadblocks this morning. State Road uh, 4 and J showing an accident with John Lowry Road at that intersection, but no roadblock this morning. But do watch for foggy conditions. Traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Hey, if you've got an import, a BMW, a Porsche, a Mercedes, a Genesis, a Audi, a Lexus, uh, you think, well, i got to go to the dealership to take care of my repair needs. No, or your maintenance needs. No, uh, you can take it right here on Davis Highway to Bobby Likas. You do not have to go to the dealership if it's elsewhere or across the water or a ways away or it costs more money. You know, all of these things can be true and you don't have to take it there and waste your time and money. Take it to Bobby Likas on Davis Highway. Their philosophy is to repair or maintain the small things so that the big things don't happen. Kind of the uh, healthcare clinic for your car. It's in the name of their website, carcliniceservice.com. And also they were named a 2021 Carfax top-rated service center. Average reviews of 4.5 or above. Same, by the way, for diesel engines. They work on those all the time. So whatever your car or truck need, uh, Davis Highway, Bobby Likas Auto Service, right here on Davis Highway. Hello, this is Mary with Howard Young Flooring. Shopping for flooring can be a little overwhelming. At Howard Young Flooring, we are here to help you any way we can and answer any questions you may have so that you can make knowledgeable decisions. We understand the importance of each and every customer and would like to thank you for allowing us into your homes. For those we have not met, we hope to see you soon. Visit us today at 4333 Avalon Boulevard in Milton. We look forward to covering your future. Join the Great Southern Restaurant Group, home to the Fish House, Atlas, Jackson's, Angelina's, and Five Sisters, tomorrow on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 9. They'll be discussing Great Southern Restaurant Week that's coming up this month and romantic dinner plans with your sweetie for Valentine's Day. That's all tomorrow at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel with Great Southern Restaurants. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. Stream us online at newsradio923.com or download the News Radio Pensacola app. Six fifty-eight here on News Radio ninety-two three. Time for future news. Candy and I look deep into the future, throw some chicken bones against the wall, and find out what's going to happen. And we tell you. Here goes today. Speaker of the House vote. Round one, does Kevin McCarthy win on round one? No. No. That's I would say that's a almost guaranteed certainty. Do we have a Speaker of the House today? No. I also think no. I, I also think I no. think they're grandstanding and they're expecting a third party. I don't know. I mean, I mean it can be anybody can be I the know. speaker, I guess. But I know. um do you think Kevin McCarthy gets it eventually? It's I, I can't I see it. Know. Like I, I can't see it unless Democrats vote for him. Which I suppose could happen. You know, yeah. it's weird if they voted as a block, you know, to say, all right, right. enough of this. Sure, sure. Enough of this. We're not going to have some super right wing and we're going to have Kevin McCarthy and we'll vote for him, which right. I could see that happening, possibly. Um, or it could go the other way. We could get the, uh, um, uh, oh, who is the guy who's the, the dominatrix in Broward <laughs> County? No. <laughs> no. No, the, the leader of the Democrats, all of a sudden, I can't, uh, for, can't remember his name, but, um, you know, he could maybe win on a weird vote if there's enough non votes, basically. Uh, speaking of the dominatrix, will Broward <laughs> County be building a, uh, a sub dom dungeon anytime soon? You I want mean, to say yes, for but, one. The, but yeah. the answer is no. <laughs> I just don't get, no. like, would you really want to be seen that, you know, what happened to you at summer? You know what? I'm just, you know, you're fine. Oh, my God. No, I do not. That's not going to happen. And will Fort Pickens Road be open, stay open, be repaired for the foreseeable? 
absolutely. Yeah. Until and we get I was, I was very encouraged by the superintendent's comments. On I that. love him. And will the um, and will the ferry stay open and keep running and be running to both the destinations? Absolutely. I, I also think yes. Local talk in the afternoon with Bobby Rossi, four till seven is on News Radio 92.3 WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.